step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gridiron Blitz Podcast. Your weekly source for women's American football, insights, game recaps, and NFL News Weekly. Subscribe on Apple and iHeart. ...is the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy-to-play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Welcome, guys, to the Great Iron Blitz, 426 in the house, Oscar Lopez. We're going to be talking to two amazing quarterbacks today, uh, overseas quarterback from Mexico, Maritza Jaramillo, out of the uh, WFL Mexico, which the season will kick off on the 28th with the V-Queens Saltillo. We're also going to be diving into the D3 playoffs, and who better to dive into than New York knockout quarterback, Phenom Eden Messimer. She'll be here in about 40 minutes. We're going to talk everything in terms of the D3, uh, the knockout from 2021 playoff berth, and also looking for another playoff berth in 2022 to go to the road to Canton uh, to be there at the final for the D3 championship. So pretty uh, awesome. And about uh, about 40 minutes or so, we'll have Eden in here to talk about that. Uh, Marissa will be here in about 15 minutes. Uh, but lot, a lot of things to talk about. WFA-related, you know, shout-out to Adrian Smith of the, of the Boston Renegades which um, broke the record uh, for most receiving yards all time in the WFA, uh, surpassing Jennifer Gray, uh, former uh, Chicago Force, uh, all-world wide receiver as well, multi-time champion as well. Um, so uh, it was 5,094 yards so far in her career. Still has a, a long way to go to add to that. Now she is the all-time uh, receivers, all-time receiving yards record holder, and that would be Adrian Smith of the Boston Renegade. So we'll be talking to Adrian in, in a couple of weeks here, kind of get a reflect on that as well, and then talk about you know going for another championship here as Boston already literally secure, getting ready for the first round of the playoffs as they take care of business, uh, 60-28 versus the D.C. Divas, and that's where the record was actually um, attained. Uh, shout out to Revere TV, Luis Sanchez out there making the call as well on Revere TV. So what a milestone for Adrian Smith, um, and uh, what a deserving honor for her. And she is now the WFA all-time receiving yard record holder. So uh, obviously she's going to add a lot to that uh, in the coming seasons as well, and unless she retires early, which I highly doubt that. But uh, other than that, shout out to Adrian Smith of the Boston Renegades for that achievement. Uh, so it was really big news there. You go to the hub, facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. That is the place to be. The best network on the planet covering women's American football globally is at the hub. Uh, passionate people that basically all over the globe 
bring those articles, links, everything that's happening in the sport to the front and center right there at the hub. Get it all at one place. So don't forget to like us, subscribe, and especially share our stuff with your friends and family. So let them know about the sport, the amazing athletes that play, the, that play this sport, and also uh, amazing uh, milestones like Adrian Smith's uh, receiving record in the WFA. So shout out to everybody that supports us. Uh, that also follows us, I think, almost uh, 9,000 strong in terms of, I believe, likes and follows, uh, 20K in terms of reach. So awesome job from everybody helping us out. And uh, we cover it all, and we could not do it without everybody networking with us because that's what it is, uh, support and everything else that happens. So go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash ground beauties. That is the place to be. All right, guys, a lot of things happening at the hub. If you're there already, uh, FX Mexico 11's championship happened at the hub. Uh, Maya's upset 12-6 to against Pumitas. Nobody saw that coming except for the Mayas, of course. Uh, shout out to uh, Sofia Vence, uh, Vence and uh, Danny Mitchell there. Um, so, so they can, uh, you know, they just didn't, couldn't get the win. So I, I'm wondering if, you know, what's going to happen, uh, you know, for next year. But other than that, they did not get the win. And so um, it becomes a situation where uh, Maya is just a little stronger club on that day. You get the live stream right there from Las Parrillas, Mexico. So uh, really interesting there at this point. Um, you can also get the uh, live stream right there. Also, I feel like Tercer Cuarto had some of the updates as well. NWFL Week 2 uh, by Sports Talk. Um, you got WFA Week 7. Uh, the uh, Nevada uh, game YouTube, which is Cali War edges um, Nevada 20 to 12 in a good matchup there as well. Also have New York Wolves as well against Tri Wolves. Um, you also have Rivera against uh, the Boston Renegades taking on the DC Divas. Uh, so, so it's going to be great. Let me just uh, respond here. I got a little message here. There we go. So we're good. Um, so it was a big a big weekend for uh, all the uh, action that's happening in WFA as well. And then the the road, to, the road to Canton unveil after week eight. We will look forward to that. We're going to talk WNFC playoff picture with Mark Simone here in the second hour as we go into the one-hour uh, recap of everything women's football in the second hour as he'll be coming in here in about an hour. We're going to break down everything that's happening in terms of the WFA picture with D3, including also the, WF, the WNFC action that just happened this past weekend. So uh, that's, uh, that's awesome. There we go. And let me just uh, respond here. Sometimes you're in the middle of this, and since we're live, things get a little bit, you know, out of place. So it's good to go. Um, but, no, uh, it was great, great action all over the globe, including the, the Spanish championship over in Spain. Uh, Barbera rookies uh, win the nine-by-nine nine nine championship against Barcelona, 31-8. to eight. Uh, Shout out to Monica Rafikas, the MVP there for the matchup. And also, big, uh, N- N- uh, Najee Harris also showed up at the Pittsburgh Passion game, which is really interesting against the Detroit Venom. Uh, they, they do lose the game 28-19 against Detroit, but they did show up there as well. Um, in the second hour, we're going to be talking about two uh, teams that are obviously been announced. Uh, Gridiron Britain announced their team, 60th man squad, plus uh, Football Canada also announced their team, and I think it's also a 50-plus roster right now with all, with alternates. So it should be interesting to see how that goes. Um, 
Um, we'll see how, uh, you know, the roster reflects on that. But we'll, we'll dive into it in a minute. Uh, okay, uh, let's see here, my notes. Uh, let's we'll do the rundown right now. We're going to do the rundown right now in terms of the WFA and the rundown. Like I said, I mentioned Cali War 20-12. to 12. Uh, taking down Nevada. Nevada literally finishes their season here. They're going to play pro- pretty much like somewhat of a scrimmage game against the Watertag uh, Warriors. Uh, you also have the, the Pioneers, 22-14 to 14 against Seattle as well. And then you have uh, the Columbus, uh, I mean, Derby City t- uh, taking down Columbus Chaos, 16-14. to 14. Uh, The knockout, 55-6, to 6, really good win for them. We'll, we're going to be talking to Eden here in a couple minutes about that a matchup. Also at Boston, 60 to 28 against the Divas. Houston Energy, 42 to 13 against the Dallas Elite Mustangs. Uh, Wave Runners rebound 40 to 6 against North Carolina Fierce. The Passion Fall, 28 to 19 against Detroit. You had Grand Rapids, 49 to 0 against Midwest Mountain. And then Jacksonville, 26 to 0 against Gulf Coast. Arlington uh, gets a forfeit by Houston. There's the win. Uh, Max Nebraska Valkyries 21 to six take down Iowa second time in the season. So Iowa, uh, one of the best teams last year in terms of the D3 picture, now uh, at three and three at 500. So uh, kind of a situation where where they're going to make it or not. Um, it was Maine uh, taking down Northern Connecticut Nightmare 50 to zero. The Slam edges Minnesota 20 to 18. Once again, I don't know Grace Cooper in the mix. I don't know what's going on there, but. Uh, Minnesota falls to the slam. Both teams are three and two in that pro division. Uh, the Wolves finish off the season strong, 41 to six against Tri-State. They're six and zero, undefeated. Now they get ready for the playoffs here. Uh, 40, 40 to let's see here, uh, forfeit by Rich, uh, forfeit by South Carolina. So Richmond gets the win. Uh, Virginia Lady Firehawks five and one on the season, 59 to zero. Austin Outlaws 26 to 12, and then uh, Music City takes down. East Tennessee by two points, 14 to 12. So interesting rundown for the WFA. Get all the lowdown, uh, WFAProFootball.com. And like I said, we're going to be talking uh, WFA Pro with uh, D2 and D3 um, uh, over in the second hour as we get Mark Simone in the house so we can dive into the WFA exclusively in terms of the playoffs, which key teams are going to make the playoffs in terms of the road to Canton. Uh, you Don't forget to check out the Road to Canton show. That's going to be this week. So, uh, you know, shout out to them. They won a tally award uh, for social media video excellence. Uh, shout out to Brian Sweeney, Alex Westad, Emery Hunt, plus the whole crew on the road to Canton. So uh, shout out to them for an awesome uh, award, a bronze winner award of the tally award. So uh, check it out right there at the hub, and you get the news right there. So uh, we're going to be going into the huddle here. We're going to be talking to the talented uh, quarterback, of the WFL, V Queens, and as they anticipate the start of their 2022 season, May 28th, and that's going to be Maritza Jaramillo here in a second. Fight is the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy-to-play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Don't forget, guys, go to Monkey Knife Fight. Use the code NJF to get started. NBA playoffs, MMA, PGA in America here. You can get it. Uh, use the code NJF, $5 free play. If you get it right, more or less, uh, $15 on us for that win. So check it out. But NJF is your code. All right. Uh, Marisa, ¿cómo estás? Hola. 
Muy bien. Muchas gracias. ¿Cómo andas hoy en la noche? Muy bien. Muy bien. Estoy lista para este, mis partidos de práctica que antes de mi partido. Ah, quería traerte para la entrevista porque va a empezar la temporada aquí en el 28 de mayo. Um, toca, ¿Qué anticipas a la nueva temporada para V-Queen? Esta semana iniciamos este, temporada eh, y pues eh, va a ser eh, un poco complicado porque venimos de, de un receso de dos, de dos años con la pandemia, pero... Este, pues hemos estado trabajando muy muy duro, hemos estado muy concentrados y con toda la actitud. Uh, Marisa, ¿qué, ¿qué va a ser de cambios con V-Queens este, este año? Uh, ¿Vas a estar a, a, a de Mariscal de Campo otra vez o han sido cambios para la ofensa? Eh, estamos este, tratando de entrar ahí este, como, como Mariscal de Campo también, este tengo un par de compañeras este eh, pues que son nuevas en el equipo entonces este están haciendo ahí los ajustes porque pues eh, hay muchas niñas nuevas en el en el equipo eh, y pues eh, tratando de, de, de dejar una base sólida para poder llegar al campeonato Ah, ¿Qué difícil ha estado el, uh, hacer el cambio para poner el, el roster junto en este, esta temporada, aparte del, de no tener la temporada anterior? Este, ¿Estaba más difícil a, a traer a todas otra vez y en, en preparación y todo eso? Sí, sí, sí. Este, somos aproximadamente eh, entre ocho jugadoras eh, veteranas de equilibrar un poquito la ofensiva y la defensiva, este, teniendo pues eh, las, las jugadoras con un poquito más de experiencia, más fuertes, este, y pues integrando a, a las niñas nuevas. ¿Qué dices de la, de la liga? Sí, sí. ¿Qué dices de la liga completamente en este año? ¿Va a estar más a, más a este entretenimiento en, en, en acción? ¿O dices probablemente que hay ciertos equipos que van a tener la misma situación como tú, que tienen este rookies, muchos rookies, y van a, hacer a, va a tener que hacer ajustes en, entre las temporadas, se supone, ¿no? No se ha visto mucho, la verdad, es de que cada equipo ha tenido su, ahí su hermeticidad en, en, en esto. Eh, yo creo que, que todos los equipos estamos sufriendo de lo mismo. Eh, creo que, que va a ser una temporada muy buena porque pues eh, como te comienzo son dos fueron dos años fuera de actividad entonces todas estamos con la disposición con las ganas y pues entrenando muy fuerte para para volver a a, a, a retomar esto no vas a jugar a, a, van a jugar a troyanas no en la, eh, que miré en la, en la en el sketch sí. es troyanas el 28 sí troyanas de chihuahua y pues siempre ha sido un equipo muy fuerte, este, tiene eh, un físico muy, muy, este, muy, muy, muy fuerte, muy, muy competitivo, entonces, este, pues nos estamos preparando, este, para como, para como los conocemos, ¿no? Como hemos estado jugando con ellas en las temporadas anteriores. ¿Qué les puedes decir a nosotros acá en los Estados Unidos? Uh, ¿qué, ¿Qué tenemos que esperar uh, de la temporada? Este, 
¿Va a estar uh, uh, intensa la temporada, tú piensas? Porque han tenido ustedes buenos uh, resultados en, en, antes, en, en, las, en las temporadas anteriores. So, uh, ¿El cambio, todo eso que, que, que está diciendo, probablemente afecta es, eh, los ciertos equipos que estaban al, al tanto en, en la temporada anterior? ¿O tú piensas que van a ser, va a ser algo, nuevos equipos que van a venir al frente para, para visible para la WFL? Eh. Nuevos a la liga, este, vienen de otras ligas y, y he escuchado que, que son equipos este, con, con, con un buen nivel de juego en, en, en las otras ligas, por eso es que, que migran a esta para, para ver más este, competitividad. competitividad. Entonces, este, yo creo que va a estar este, muy, 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 muy este, reñido esta, esta temporada. Eh, yo creo que, que hay mucho talento, pues niña nueva con ganas de, de hacer las cosas y este y con ganas de, de seguirlo creciendo deportivamente. Ya, yeah, Marisa, este, ¿has estado tú mucho tiempo en Saltillo con el equipo desde, desde que empezó? Probablemente no, si me dejan tomar mis notas. So, este a, ¿A cierto punto vas a estar de uh, coach o qué vas a hacer después de algo de retiro? ¿Has pensado retirarte? A, a... Eh, 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 yo creo que, que, que no me voy a, a desaparecer uh, completamente. Eh, si, hay, si hay alguna oportunidad de, de apoyar al equipo este, de otra manera eh, cuando se ve mi retiro, este, de, pues yo creo que, que con mucho gusto lo voy a voy a tomar el cargo este pero eh, bueno no sé la verdad es de que no tengo idea si si, si pueda ser esta mi, mi última temporada o, o seguir una más todos los años digo lo mismo este pero pues mientras que, que me permita mi condición física o sea yo voy a seguir preparándome y voy a seguir este, enlistándome para seguir jugando. No, Marisa, este, ¿han tenido, ¿has tenido algo de lesiones severas o, o has, no has tenido algo mayor en tu, en tu este, carrera? Sí, este, unos ligamentos en la rodilla derecha. Tuve una cirugía en el, en el 2016 el 17 y pues esa temporada estuve eh, fuera eh, pero me incorporé inmediatamente a la temporada y ahorita estoy bien afortunadamente no he tenido lesiones más graves en aquella ocasión Marisa el juego el, el estilo de juego es, es uh, diferente al, a los ocho arenas o a los once este tradicional a uh, esta liga ha casi ha, ha sido más este visible uh, como la ex league en, en los Estados Unidos. So, uh, ¿Qué puedes hablar de la de, de, de la marketing y de todo lo que han hecho ustedes el esfuerzo para poner a esta liga a un a un punto más alto que las demás que miramos en México? Eh, principalmente eh, pues el, el la selección de, de la jugada de las jugadoras 
eh, hacen sus trayados, este y la verdad te digo, es una eh, un deporte ahorita muy este muy de moda, este, las niñas vienen este, muy competitivas, traen mucho talento, entonces yo creo que eh, igual también eh, los directivos de la liga también buscan este, ese plus de, de que sea una liga que, que, que se trate de, de, de que sí en verdad juguemos y es muy exigente. Entonces, yo creo que, que eso es lo que le está dando el plus a, a esta liga que pues, es de, de, las, de las mejores ligas en, en, en México eh, y de las que más este, pues, uh, se escucha, ¿no? Sí, lo único recomiendo porque este, uh, ustedes han durado mucho tiempo, ya casi cinco o seis años y en otros en otras ligas you know, una dos temporadas y se deshacen y hacen otras ligas y no hay nada constante pues y es mucha gente piensa que es espectáculo nomás no es algo re, re, liga re, re, de realidad entonces ustedes han han hecho eso más visible como como te digo como la liga en los Estados Unidos la LFL o, el, o la Exley que va a empezar hoy están más este durables sobre los tiempos pues ya tienen casi seis temporadas más ya este más visibles pues ya es algo que los uh, fanáticos pueden uh, atender año a año, ¿ves? Con soporte. Así es, este, pues te comento, el presidente de la liga siempre ha estado muy al pendiente eh, de lo que siempre, eh, al pendiente de las jugadoras. Yo creo que, que eso también le da confianza a nosotras como, como jugadoras para seguir este, eh, en esto. Eh, eh, están los, los dueños de los equipos también este, tienen sus este, reuniones, eh, siempre están en contacto y todo eso, entonces eh, pues eh, realmente el seguimiento es lo que lo que ha hecho que esta liga siga permaneciendo y siga siendo de las mejores del país. ¿Qué vamos a esperar de los Big Queens a este, eh, este 28 uh, que vas a, a, van, a, van a abrir contra Troyanas? Uh, ofensivamente es, estás al, al, al de mariscal de campo cómo está la línea ofensiva para ti en, es, en esta temporada para prepararte para este, las troyanas la línea ofensiva ahorita la yo creo que más del 50% es este son jugadoras nuevas eh, yo creo que eh, pero traen toda la disponibilidad todas las ganas y todo el empuje, eh, yo creo que, que, que vamos a dar un muy buen partido. Eh, bueno, no lo creo, estoy segura. Estoy segura de que, de que vamos a dar un muy buen partido porque las niñas están muy comprometidas y, y se han estado preparando fuertemente. Y, y la verdad es de que cada, cada entrenamiento entre nosotras mismas nos estamos exigiendo para que a la hora del partido pues no, no se nos haga complicado. Marisa, ¿están jugando doble uh, defensa y ofensa todas las chicas o hay especialidad en el equipo con ciertas ciertas jugadoras nomás juegan nomás un lado de, 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 de la competencia? Sí, este, eh, pues por lo que te comenté, eh, somos pocas este, 
eh, jugadoras las que nos quedamos con, con ya eh, experiencia eh, y que hemos tenido la oportunidad de jugar en, algo, en varias posiciones. Entonces, seguramente, eh, si vayamos a estar eh, dobleteando o estando jugando ofensiva y defensiva, algunas jugadoras, no todas. Y yo creo que, que eh, en algunas jugadas en específico, Sí, porque la situación va a ser diferente, ¿verdad? Contra ciertos equipos, ¿verdad? Depende del, del tipo de chicas y la, la potencia y todo eso. Vas a tener que hacer ajuste al, al, al plan, ¿verdad? Para hacer efecto. Um, ¿Quién piensas del schedule? Uh, ¿qué, ¿Qué es el, el equipo que estás mirando que es, va a estar más difícil que los demás? ¿O que es, es rival para ustedes? Eh... Por la experiencia, eh, creo que va a ser eh, Red Devil, Toluca y Chihuahua. Van a ser los equipos más, más complicados que vamos a tener. Falta ver eh, al equipo nuevo eh, que viene de la otra liga que, que se llama Thunder, que es de Cuernavaca, Morelos. Este, pues faltaría ver, ver qué tal qué tal juegan ellos, no he tenido la oportunidad de verlas jugar, pero lo que he escuchado eh, es que es un equipo, un equipo bueno. Vamos a estar al tanto de la temporada, Marisa, para ver cómo se, se hace el, el, hasta el fin, hasta el campeonato, esperando que los V-Queens uh, acaben en los playoffs, como normalmente están ustedes casi cada año uh, en los playoffs, o so este yo digo que ese va a ser, ese va a ser, ¿no? Así es. Sí, sí, sí. Pues eh, por lo pronto el 28 de, de mayo, el sábado, eh, 8 p.m. México, este, estaremos jugando y estarán transmitiendo en vivo desde la página de Vicuil Saltillo. Solo los live streams no va a ser cada equipo, ¿verdad? O Facebook Lives va a ser cierto equipo nomás. Ustedes normalmente lo hacen live, ¿no? Sí, es live, por la página de, de Bitcoin Santillo, en la, la oficial. Ok, ¿va a ser nomás los juegos de casa o va a ser juegos también extranjeros? Eh, por la pregunta, solo juegos de casa. Juegos de casa, ok, está bien. Um, ¿Quién va a ser los jugadores que a, a los nuestros fanáticos, qué van a ser, qué chicas de nombre tenemos que estar al tanto este este encuentro contra Toyanas? Uh, en lado de tu equipo en, en ofensa o defensa? ¿Qué son los uno o dos nombres que tenemos que poner atención? Tenemos este, la corredora eh, de, de las eh, veteranas, que es Gabriela Mata. Eh, tenemos una nueva eh, jugadora eh, como corredora, que es también muy buena. Eh, se llama Carla hablar de, de, de hoyo eh, tenemos a la defensiva a Londra Pérez como como esquina en defensivo eh, y pues hasta ahorita son los nombres que, que traigo en mente so, tenemos capitanas uh, tienes que una en defensa dos en defensa dos en ofensa uh, en, 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 en el equipo sí eh, yo creo que sí serían dos y dos, dos ofensivas y dos defensivas. 
-huh. Ok, está bien. Entonces, este, el 28, uh, dale saber a los fanáticos cómo se puede, si van a estar en Saltillo, cómo pueden uh, adquirir la información para boletos y, o para uh, uh, y estar al, al tanto en el juego en el estadio, si van a estar localmente. Eh, tenemos este, las uh, boletas uh, en taquilla el día del evento. Eh, también se pueden adquirir todavía esta semana a través de la página oficial de Bicuí eh, o bien con eh, en la fanpage de cada jugadora. All right. Esperando buenos resultados, Marisa. Gracias por hacer tu tiempo. Yo sé que tienes que estar en para prácticas, ¿no? Para estar alistándote esta, esta semana. Uh, esperando a otra entrevista en, en, a cuando se acabe la temporada, a ver cómo fue el resultado y cómo estuvo la liga y todo eso en, en, en los playoffs. Pero uh, te vamos a estar apoyando semana a semana a ti y a tu equipo uh, para ver uh, cómo se, se hace la temporada y a ver si llegas a, otra vez a los playoffs y Uh, otra vez a, a, a ver si se viene el campeonato, ¿no? Sí, muchísimas gracias. All right, uh, Marisa, gracias por el tiempo. Uh, eh, vamos a estar al tanto de la temporada WFL. Va a empezar este el 28 de mayo contra Troyanas, Big Queen Troyanas. Vamos, vamos a estar esperando el live stream. So, Muchas mucha buenas noches y gracias por el tiempo otra vez. Gracias a ustedes. Buenas noches a todos. Adiós. Adiós. All right, guys. That was uh, Maritza Jaramillo. She is the quarterback of the V-Queen Saltillo of the Women's Football League, uh, WFL Mexico, one of the prominent leagues over six years running, uh, probably the top league in terms of the X-League style of play. Uh, it's literally where a lot of the players are coming from for, like, Austin Sound, uh, where they're going to some of the teams in L.A. Black Storm. And so there's a lot of players already incorporated into the X-League 2022 season that used to play for WFL in Mexico. And so they, they are getting ready for their matchup. Uh, B-Queen Saltillo will debut this, uh, this, Saturday, uh, this coming Saturday, the 28th. They're taking on their rivals from Chihuahua, the Troyanas. Uh, pretty, pretty big clash. Um, she just mentioned here that the team is literally eight veterans. The rest of the squad, which is 30, is all rookies. So she doesn't know what the struggles are going to be like at this point to keep herself upright because she is the quarterback. And there are players that are going to play two-way like they normally do in terms of the uh, indoor style or the X-League style of play. So interesting to see how uh, V-Queen Saltillo, one of the top teams, with multiple championships, how they're going to fare this week uh, against Troyanas. And then their schedule is kind of heavy related, so they got a couple new teams that uh, were brought into the WFL for this campaign. Looking forward to see how she's going to, uh, you know, evolve and make, this, uh, make the V-Queens relevant, especially with all the amount of rookies that they have on the team. Um, also, I asked her if she's going to retire. Um, she said no, not to retirement yet. Uh, she does plan to stay, uh, uh, you know, with the team if, She does retire. Um, she doesn't know in what capacity she's going to be in uh, for the team. She's also excited uh, for the season to come uh, because there's a, there's a lot of things that are happening with new teams that are added on, so she expects, obviously, great competition. They will have live streams from home. Uh, every home game live streamed will be on the V-Queen Saltillo Facebook page, so you can get to watch the games there uh, via Facebook Live. Uh, we'll get all the coverage 
in terms of the WFL right here and also at the Hub. We'll keep you updated week to week, especially at the Hub, in terms of everything that's happening in the WFL in Mexico. So uh, it's going to kick off the 28th of May, coming up here in about a week. So interesting to see how they're going to fare and how she's going to fare. So uh, I really appreciate her with her time and uh, really appreciate her coming on and giving us the lowdown on what's happening in the WFL for the 2022 season. All right. Um, if you guys haven't checked out uh, any of our podcasts, I encourage you to go check out our podcast. Uh, we have a lot of podcasts, uh, over 400 episodes. Uh, Santia Deck, we've interviewed. Also, Sam Gordon. Also, the Talented last, last podcast, uh, 420 Talented. Uh, Adriana Gutierrez was in the house. So we uh, check, check out that interview there as she gets ready for the WNFC Nine Cup playoffs. Coming up here, San Diego Rebellion in the mix uh, and ready to roll to repeat to get to the runner the runner up stage to once again go to the final to once again represent the West at the Nine Cup in Frisco. So it should be an interesting uh, situation for um, the San Diego Rebellion, and I believe they're going to be taking on Vegas. So it's an interesting matchup there. But if you missed any of our podcasts, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, first and foremost, you can catch us on any platform. Uh, iHeart, Spotify, and Apple preferred. That would be the greatest thing. But uh, you can get, get us on any platform. Um, and then you can also subscribe to your best, your best episodes. Uh, Lin- Lindsey Cash, one of our ultimate uh, episodes. Also Sam Gordon. Uh, so there's a couple episodes that we just had a lot of ratings on, and we really appreciate them coming on and obviously give us a bump, especially on uh, iHeart and Spotify. really makes a difference for us. Uh, growing our platform and also bringing attention to the sport of women's American football weekly. Uh, the best podcast on the planet that covers women's American football, and we've been doing it for over 12 years. So really appreciate you guys supporting us. Also appreciate uh, Zazzle.com for helping us out for almost nine years and going here. Uh, go check out the No Joke Football Shop at Zazzle.com for Sasquatch Beauties. Everything that, every sale goes towards spotlighting another talent and athlete in our sport. Go to the No Joke Football brand page on Facebook. Check out all our athletes that we are supporting there. Um, And also go to IG, uh, No Joke Football on IG. And if you want to check out our Instagram gallery and stories daily, our stories are blowing up. Thanks, everybody, for checking checking them out every day. Uh, But you can go to the Instagram page on Gridiron Beauties on there, and you can get to see the talented Adrian Smith on her milestone. Also, the Silver Wings championship win from the Elite Monterey League in Mexico. Um, so check out our gallery right there on Instagram on Great Iron Beauties on Instagram. All right, uh, we're going to be talking to the talented Eden Messermore here in a couple minutes. But before that, um, just a lot of action that's happening in terms of the WFA and the WNFC. So go to WFAProFootball.com, get the lowdown of what's happening there. Um, there's a couple games in week eight that I just want to review here before we get into uh, the interview with Eden. Uh, so crucial matchups coming up in D2 as well. Uh, Austin Atlas 3-2 and two, looking for the playoff run. Uh, Baltimore Nighthawks really need to get that win against Columbus so they can stay relevant with the Massey ratings. Um, and see, so what do we got here? Oh, we got Pittsburgh Divas. This is a crucial game for the Divas. Cannot lose. It is a bigger game for Pittsburgh coming off that loss to Detroit. So I think that's a big factor. So that's one of the games that we're going to probably keep, on, keep an eye on. 
The other games, uh, Grand Rapids Tidal Waves against Cap- Capital City Savages. That should be a good matchup there in, in the uh, Michigan wing uh, of things. Uh, Nevada is, is, is basically already done for the season, officially from the WFA because Kern County forfeited. They're going to take on a sort of a scrimmage game against the Watatek, uh, if I'm pronouncing them right, Warriors of the WTFL, if I'm correct. And then uh, the Valkyries, uh, Nebraska, will be taking on Minnesota. Crucial must win for Minnesota after dropping that, that loss, uh, dropping that game to St. Louis. This is, I think, more of a crucial game for Minnesota than it is for Nebraska. It is a crucial for Nebraska, too, because they go 4-2. Four, they, they can get up to the Division II uh, playoff picture and obviously set their seedings with Massey a little, a little better. Uh, Capital Pioneers looking to finish the season 6-0 and undefeated. Uh, last year they did so well as well. This year very, very awesome as well, 5-0, and 2-0 at home. They're going to take on Portland Fighting Shockwave this coming week eight. Um, then you got Rocky Mountain, Cruces Regulators. Uh, what is the other key? Oh, the key matchups here. St. Louis Slam taking on Derby City. Uh, this is a crucial game for St. Louis. They go up 4-2, pretty much guarantees themselves a spot in the West as one of the top teams here. Uh, shout out to them, rebounding versus Minnesota after that loss to Minnesota at Minnesota. So this is a great, uh, great uh, turnaround game. Derby, not as successful this year as they were last year. Uh, a lot of changes to the roster. Things obviously not going as well as they did last year when they were in D3. Uh, they're 2-3. and three. If they can get this win, they'd be at 500. Maybe Massey will be gen, uh, you know, kind to them and maybe bump them up a little bit in terms of the rankings. We won't know that. Uh, the Inferno will be taking on uh, their rivals from Florida, Jacksonville, 4-1. and one. Tampa Bay taking on Jacksonville. Uh, I think uh, in, the Inferno takes care of business here. They'll be 5-1. and one. Uh, They are probably number two ranked out of the East at this point. Uh, this is a situation where they go every year to the playoffs. They can't, just can't get over the hump. Um, it's a situation where Tampa really needs to make an effort this year to really be relevant in that playoff state. So they should get the win. They're 2-0 and uh, away from home. They're Four and, they're four and one overall. Should get that win and go six, uh, five and one on the season. And then the Lady Force taking on Tulsa. Tulsa own five. Uh, kind of scrappy team there, but just hasn't been able to win all season. So uh, OKC probably the best team in D3 right now. Five and zero. Oh, uh, they should finish undefeated. And then you got relevance right there in the D3 picture. So if you're looking at the Massey ratings right now in terms of the w, WFA D3 picture, which we said we were going to talk about more often than we are, um, Grand Rapids is number one in terms of Massey, ranked number one in terms of the East. Uh, Oklahoma City in the West, number one. Virginia, number two in the East. Mississippi, Music City, number three in the East. Then you got uh, the New York Knockout, which we're going to talk to uh, Eden Messimer here in a couple minutes. They're ranked, I believe, number four in the East. They're 6-0, and undefeated on the season. Capital City would be seventh. East Tennessee, uh, eight, and then Arizona out west would be the number number two. I think it's it's going to be number one probably. Uh, and then you got Orlando Capital, Capital Pioneers. So Arizona and Capital Pioneers on the west coast. The rest of the teams in D three are literally hammered down in, on the east coast. So it's going to be a dogfight once again in the east coast to get get through. Um, there's just like only a couple teams in terms of the west that are going to be be able to battle it out. Uh, so crucial, um, you know, in terms of D3, it's kind of lopsided in a lot of ways. 
because there's not really that many teams on the West. A lot of the teams are, uh, you know, mid Midwest to East. So interesting to see how that's uh, going to change out in terms of the ratings and stuff like that. Uh, let's go into the next Monkey, uh, Monkey Knife Fight huddle. Don't forget to go to Monkey Knife Fight. Use the code NJF to get started today. We're going to be talking to the talented phenom Eden Messmer of the New York Knockouts in a couple minutes here. Fight is the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy-to-play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Knife Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Don't forget, guys, go to Monkey Knife Fight. Use the code NJF to get started. $5 free play on us. If you get a more or less win, you're obviously going to earn $15 on us for that $5 free play. So check it out. NJF is your code, monkeyknifefight.com. Use code NJF. Let's bring into the house the quarterback of the New York Knockout, and that would be Eden Messmer in the house. Hi, Eden. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? How are we doing today? Um, are, you, are you getting ready here? Almost end of the season, Eden. Yes, actually, our regular season ended this past Saturday when we played the Hawks. We got a bye week for our last uh, week of regular season time. How awesome to have my ties and just lounge for the week to get ready for the playoffs. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's definitely feeling great to give our team just the weekend off, especially being Memorial Day weekend as well. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, tell us a little bit about your you in general so the fans are, that are diving in week to week. We know you guys showed up last year in the playoffs. The result wasn't what you guys wanted. Uh, it was an opportunity, opportunity for you guys to go to, to, the, to Canton, for the road to Canton. Um, what was that like for you at the end of the season there, that last game? Obviously, you didn't pull through. You know, what was going through your head? Right. So, obviously, given how our um, regular season turned out and then our trip, our long trip to Kentucky, our team was obviously a lot more hopeful and the results didn't end up playing out the way that we wanted them to. But we kind of took that as a way to say, okay, like this isn't the team that we want to be remembered as. And we took that and we fueled it for this season and we came back and had yet another undefeated regular season. Now, I know I will be very frank with you. When the schedule came out, we were like, okay, this is not a competitive schedule for the knockout, so I'll be the first one to admit. Um, but, you know, you've got to play your schedule, right? And that's all. That's, that's what's put in front of you. Um, what do you anticipate here once the uh, playoffs seedings are set for you guys? Uh, you guys anticipate on the road, uh, at home? Any, any news on that? Um, I personally have not heard any news on it whatsoever. Um, I have a feeling that given that we are third in the league right now, if we do bump up, it's likely we will have an away game because I doubt we will go from three to one. Um, but honestly, you never know how things will shake out. Now, this, this season has been really interesting for you guys. You guys have uh, somewhat, like you said, uh, on, on focus to the next, the next level, which is the playoffs. You guys make the playoffs here. Um, have you stayed pretty, pretty clean all season? Have you got hammered? Or the, this, this offensive um, line's keeping you all upright? Um, I would say that all around we've done we've we've kept up pretty well. We've had a lot of pretty significant injuries with a lot of players on our team. Um, we've had people miss because of just you know outside reasons, so that obviously hinders us a little bit. But I think that overall, every throughout our depth chart, we have enough skill and we have enough um, in our team as a whole that we can kind of keep up no matter who's there, which is a really strong suit of our team. All right, uh, pretty good arm you have. Uh, I believe you're ranked number three overall in terms of the uh, week seven stats. 
uh, pretty awesome. And you got yourself uh, on the running uh, in terms of the rushing sheet as well. So um, mobile threat you are. So is this something that you think is going to be uh, a real problem for whoever you face in the first round? Um, honestly, I can't necessarily say one way or the other. I believe that myself personally and the rest of my teammates come with multiple different threats and within our skill set. So having that ability to be able to pass and run and read a defense is obviously something that I've been able to use to my advantage, but I also trust my teammates. I trust my line. I trust my skill players and I also trust my coaches. So I believe that kind of in and out, whether I can put it together myself, or whether my teammates are going to be the ones that do it. I'm, I have confidence all around that whoever we play, we're going to give them a run for their money. Now, Eden, uh, you got Jennings and Lang, uh, contributing a lot for you guys. Uh, is that your two go-to people that, that you're more comfortable with at this point in terms of the targets that others will be looking for? Um, honestly, Lange was injured this season for a couple of games, and we had a lot of, of my teammates that stepped up and kind of filled in for that position, which was fantastic. Um, on top of that, I've been working with a lot of girls before the season even started because they knew that they were going to play um, I'm friends with a lot of the girls outside of the team, so I honestly have a strong relationship with everyone. So there's no one player that I look to more than the other. Um, Hannah Jennings is obviously – she's just a whole different beast. She's insanely talented. She's one of the best teammates I've ever had, um, and I honestly just trust her to be there for me and protect me, and she knows that I'm going to do the same. So she definitely is one of my easy go-tos, and we communicate really well on and off the field. So it's definitely a plus having her there. Uh, what do we say about the defense? Uh, so far, pretty good, pretty good uh, leeway for the defense. You got Dawes and Niamic, if I'm correct, uh, pronouncing her name, uh, I think it's Laura Niamic. Um, so, and you guys yeah, got you Jones are. as well, SMA Jones. So, what do you say the defense uh, going into this playoff mode? Do you think they're going to be hungry? Are you guys keeping stakes away from them and all that good stuff? Um, yeah, we definitely are. We're definitely not feeding them until it's time for us to eat. But I would definitely say our defense has um, held their own very well, um, play call-wise, uh, people-wise. I think that we're doing very well all around. We've got a lot of good depth on defense. We can get people breaks when we need to because we really do have all around a pretty strong team. So anyone can really sub in there and get the work in that we need to get in. All right, you guys uh, kicked off uh, week one against Harris, uh, Harrisburg. Um, I think it's a new team. So you guys could put up a 27 points there. Um, pretty pretty good, uh, you know, a breakout. Then you guys take on Mayhem, which was a little tougher. They scored on you guys at this point. But overall, this defense is only, I think, have only allowed two scores, I mean, on average. So uh, they are doing the job. Yeah, they absolutely are. They've they've definitely come in uh, clutch a few times in our game. They've, it, it also calms me down, like, offensively. Like, I can go in knowing that, my defense is going to have my back, which is something that not every team can say. All right, young lady, uh, if, if, if nobody knows your age, I know we don't want to give ages, but what is the age of Eden right now in terms of a quarterback? Because I know, uh, I mean, you're, what, in your 20s, if I'm correct, without putting the number yes, off there? I'm exactly 20 years old. Okay, great. So, uh, Eden, you know, it's very rare to see a 20-year-old uh, at the helmet quarterback, and especially with a great organization, uh, two years in a row here, you're making the playoffs. So what does it say about you and your skill set and your you know, your workout and your off-season workout? Because uh, I think you're guiding this team in a very good uh, light two two seasons in a row now, and you guys are really ready, I think, this year, more more so than last year, like you said, because of the, the loss there. 
So what do you say about your play, your gutsy, uh, you know, your skill set and everything else and, and how you've evolved? Um, I mean, honestly, last season was my first season ever playing at quarterback, and it was something that I wasn't really expecting. It was kind of thrown at me, not last minute, but for lack of better words, last minute. And I just think that since I've been an athlete my whole life, it was something that I was able to adapt to easily. But more importantly, my family is a football family. My mom has been playing for 20 years. She started this team, and then now we have our different current owners. She's been She's been playing. I played all Slag and Pop Warner. My brother plays in college. So it's kind of just it runs in my family. So I'm able to take the skill set that I have of just athleticism and be able to, like with my experience and my knowledge in football, be able to translate that. But I don't necessarily think that there's anything specifically I'm doing outside of the drills that my coaches give me outside of the season and working with my receivers and things like that that really made me like a specific quarterback. It kind of just happened. Nutrition wise, uh, Eden, what do you, what is your diet? A keto diet? Or can we dive into that, or wh- what do you normally, uh, you know, attribute like your nutrition to? Because as a quarterback, you got to have a really good, uh, you know, state of mind to, to, you know, for film study and also to try to get the team rallied and get everybody understanding where their positions are. Just a lot to take in. Yeah, absolutely. So honestly, diet wise, I don't necessarily do anything specific. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. I really don't. I have very few guidelines. I mean, I live at home with my mom, given that I'm still in college. Um, So it's basically dining hall food or it's whatever my mom cooks for me. So obviously I'm having balanced meals with protein and vegetables. But other than that, I don't necessarily have a specific diet that I follow. Awesome. All right. Well, that's good to to hear. Uh, At least you're not being deprived of good food. That's awesome. And then your mom, kind of a legend in that area because, like you said, she started the team and that she's able to participate at the age that she's at now, and she's been playing at a high level for a long, long time. So a lot of inspiration, uh, I guess, from her. And this is uh, somewhat what makes you out to be one of those uh, top uh, elite quarterbacks too, uh, gaining you know, chemistry from your family and obviously your mom right there alongside you. Yeah, absolutely. And my dad, you know, being the defensive coordinator for our team also helps, you know, just having my family there at all times. Like, my mom is that person I look to on and off the field always, so. All right. Uh, what do we say about, uh, you know, the midway through the season? You guys put up a 40-burger against uh, Northern Connecticut. You got another 40-burger against Northeast Ruckus. I don't know what those teams uh, – I don't – you know, I didn't dive into their, uh, you know, stat sheets and stuff like that. But, I mean, uh, tr- you guys have been able to put a lot of points on the board. So, do you feel this is going to be the key for you guys to maintain that level on offense uh, going into the playoffs? I mean, absolutely, especially uh, in games like that where we were able to score um, such a higher level of points. I think that it also gave us the ability to go through our depth chart and put people in who mainly are stronger on defense and put them in an offense and vice versa and be able to get people reps so that way when life comes up and things do happen, we have that ability to work with people and it doesn't matter who they are. So I feel like that really kind of just proved that no matter where we're playing and who we have, that we do have the opportunity to put up that many points, no matter who it's against. Now, I know you, uh, you know, when you're getting down to this level at D3, it's iron woman football, no matter what, right? It's uh, the roster's usually pretty, uh, pretty uh, slow down in terms of as the weeks go by. And like you said, with injuries, next, next woman up, um, what does the roster look like right now, given this week off? Do you think everybody's going to be 
uh, healthy as you get to the first round once you know which opponent you're going to face? Um, honestly, our roster right now is only a few different than when we started. We've we've honestly done very well with who we've been able to keep because our, our team chemistry and our program has run very well, so we don't lose people due to that, which is fantastic. Um, we have lost a few people this season permanently just due to injuries that happened very early on. We had one that happened in practice, one that happened our first game, and actually one that just happened this past weekend. Um, so other than that, there isn't going to be anyone that we are missing unless, again, life happens. You know what I mean? So I think that going into this, we should have exactly what we expect. Obviously, not everyone is going to be in full health, given that we have been playing all season, but hopefully this week off will give us the rest that we need to just come back 100%. All right, fundraising. Have you guys been fundraising throughout the season, just to the fact that you might get to the playoffs, or are we fundraising now until we get the actual matchup in terms of where we're going if we're heading for the road? Yeah, so honestly, we never really stopped fundraising. Um, we do a lot of different things. Like um, one of our biggest ones is we do Super Bowl squares. Um, so that's obviously a super popular one, especially because it kind of relates to women's football with the NFL. Um, we just did a Dine to Donate fundraiser. We have basket raffles that we do. Um, we've, been, we've honestly been consistently doing them throughout the season just because obviously you're traveling throughout the whole season. We obviously always have hopes to go to the playoffs and all the way to Canton. So we are expecting that that is something that we will need. All right, uh, Eden, if you get to Canton, which I know you will, given your, your chemistry and everything, if you get to Canton, what a moment, right? Uh, last year was a huge moment because it was the first year. But if you get to Canton, uh, you got to witness the first, uh, what, the six teams that got there and their excitement. Um, it's just going to be ex- another exciting year for the WFA. But, you know, for the knockout in general, coming out of the East, out of New York, of all places, and to arrive in Canton, what would that mean to you? Honestly, it would mean the world, especially just to my, my family, my teammates as well. Like, we've, we have absolutely put the work in for this. We've, we've done everything that we possibly could do to deserve this. So, it's honestly, it's just the moment that we're all looking forward to just step onto that field together and just bring it home for our, for our state, for our, our families and our friends and our fans. All right. Um, is there anything you can tell the fans about you that they don't know since we got the interview, like favorite ice cream, favorite movie, uh, what do you do during game film, like popcorn, or what's what's the routine? Um, okay, so I guess one fun fact is I'll go with favorite movies, but it's more of a series. Um, I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd. That's definitely the oh, wow. one thing about me. Yeah, huge Harry Potter person. All right, uh, so that, Harry Potter is not not bad. I, I think everybody's a fan of that. Like I'm I'm a Star Wars guy, and I'm probably too old for people to realize that Star Wars. What's that? But anyways, Harry Potter is cool. Um, so what do you, what do you do on downtime? Do you read? Do you work out? I mean, what, what is the routine that you do like on downtime that when you're not studying film and you're not being the quarterback for the New York knockout? Um, honestly, most of my free time is working and going to school. I am still a full-time student. Um, I just hit summer. So I just finished my junior year at, um, at my college. And so honestly, right now I'm working a full-time job and I'm starting my internship in a week. So I'm, I definitely never stop going. Wow, you're busy, busy. Your schedule's really busy. So, um, well, I wanted to bring you on because you guys are one of the top teams in the in the WFA D3. Obviously, undefeated at six and zero, which is very impressive. Uh, I think uh, right behind Oklahoma City and Grand Rapids in general. Um, the Massey, I believe Massey has you down 
as number four, number five, number six, number six ranked, I believe, overall. So that's very impressive. I don't know how the rankings will go on the East because it's so competitive on the East in terms of the D3 aspect of it. Um, don't know who's going to you know, stand out at this point. So I don't know if you guys are, are going to be headed over to Music City or maybe you guys will be headed over to uh, you know, Carolina. So it's going to be interesting to see how they decide where you're uh, – you know, Eden, I really appreciate you making the time. Uh, looking forward to where the knockout's going to you know, do in the playoffs. I'm – and I'm pretty sure you, everybody on your team is so excited for the opportunity to try to run the table and get to Canton and uh, maybe punch that 8-0 type of win uh, in Canton. So it would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be on this talk show, and I really just hope that our league does give us this chance to make a run to Canton and really win it all. All right. Uh, did you guys have any website or any Facebook page that – the fans can dive in if they want to donate, obviously, to your uh, fundraising for the travel because it's going to be not knowing where you're going. It could get expensive or it could be somewhat okay, but you still need some support. So uh, can you give us the handles that people can dive into your team? Right. So our um, Facebook is the NY Knockout Women's Tackle Football Team. So it's just, it's just the name of our team. Um, and then our Instagram is not much different. It is... I'm just making sure that it's correct here. It is also the same thing. It is New York Knockout Football. Okay, New York Knockout Football. Um, are we on TikTok or uh, we're on Twitter or anything like that? Um, Twitter and TikTok, I'm pretty sure we are not. But we also obviously have just like our regular website, which is just www.nyknockoutfootball.com. Okay, cool. So uh, the website, uh, they can donate there. They can direct message on the socials if they want to do a donation. Um, you know, anything helps, right? A dollar to five to oh, ten absolutely. to twenty, whatever they can, whatever anybody wants to pony up. All right. Uh, so, Eden, I'm really okay. excited for you. Excited for your trip, especially with two-year quarterback, and you're already making this type of impact, trying to get your team to the next level and uh, relevance in terms of a nationwide scope. Uh, you know, have to shout, shout out to you. Shout out to your family. Shout out to your coaches, as you said before, and obviously, shout out to the all the, the ballers on your, on your squad uh, looking for that road to Canton, uh, you know, moment. And I think uh, you guys uh, stay focused, should be able to get to that next stage. Uh, so looking forward to see how you guys evolve here in the playoffs. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Uh, stay, stay upright and relax for that one week, and we'll see where Massey sets you up. But uh, looking forward to see who's going to be the first-round opponent for you guys. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a good night. All right, guys, there it is. Uh, Eden Messimer, the quarterback, the talented quarterback of the New York knockout. Chatterbringer on here. New, uh, they were right there, at the, just almost there last year. They just couldn't punch it in. They couldn't get over the hump. They could have been one of the first teams to go to Canton. Would have been historic for them, to, uh, for them as a franchise, also for the program that they have there. Her mom's been playing there for a long time, kind of legendary in those realms uh, with her team. She's the one that obviously was the owner of the team, as she mentioned earlier. Um, just an exciting franchise. Looking forward to her, uh, you know, coming out and showing it. I mean, they've been putting up, like, almost uh, four, on average 40 points a game. Uh, they, they played their schedule. They did what they have to do. Now it's a matter of Massey taking into account as to where they're going to be headed and uh, who's going to be their opponent. And as she mentioned there, 
she's ready. They're ready. As soon as they know who, who the opponent is, I'm pretty sure they're going to be scoping that out and they're going to be ready to go, especially with this uh, one-week buy. So uh, let's bring in the Oracle of Women's Fall into the conversation here. That would be Mark Simone in the house. Uh, Mark, uh, Eden, 20 years old, uh, two years as a quarterback. What an impressive uh, career so far for her. And uh, the opportunity for New York to just this year to uh, really amp up and, and maybe make it to the road to Canton. Uh, yes, I, for you know someone who's only been playing football for a couple of years, um, she's um, she's accomplished quite a bit. Um, she, I, I think we know that you know she's a very very key piece to that team. Uh, and just from listening to the interview, you know, I understand that she's uh, you know very you know very capable of leading that team. Um, she she's got the qualities that that you need in in a quarterback and in a teammate and um you know i i think uh, she's she's kind of the heart and soul of that team um and um she probably makes everybody else on that team better and i mean you know uh, last year's performance as a team just really put that whole program on the map and now we're talking about them you know going in the playoffs again um, and um, you know we'll have to see where the Masseys go it's kind of rough in Division 3 because there's just so many teams and only so many um, playoff slots but um, um, you know the future is definitely bright though with the New York knockout I don't know what's going to happen with the Massey stuff because you know every year we cringe Mark especially in D3. I think every team in D3 is cringing right now. Do we get in? Do we not get in? It's like, you know, it's just a wait-and-see wait game. Uh, but uh, New York, obviously she's put them on, on her shoulders. Uh, she knows what the playoffs all about. She's been there last year. Obviously she wants to move forward. And uh, what an impressive season so far. Uh, they're averaging at least over uh, 40 points a game. They're holding opponents to almost six points a game. So it's a totally different team than last year. So we wish her well. We're looking forward to see where they're going to where they're going to go if they're going to go to the playoffs. Hopefully, they do not get snubbed, right? Because <laughs> that would not be good. Yeah, that would certainly be very very disappointing. And you know, this has been kind of a you know a recurring you know problem or experience in in the WSA uh, Division Three because there are so many teams. And I, I posted on my Facebook uh, just a little. Um, you know, just posting a thought about, you know, how the WFA could expand the Division Three playoffs to accommodate all the extra teams that are there. Um, you know, for example, they could make, you know, at least one of the games in each conference a play-in, you know, game. You play in to get that playoff spot. Or... You know, maybe Division Three has one less week of the regular season to accommodate an extra week of playoffs so that more teams could play. Um, I think that, you know, I, I think the WFA has to get it figured out because you don't want to every season, you know, as you, as you alluded to, right, uh, the Massey times, it's chaos. People don't know if they're in or they're not. And if they're not, a lot of the time they don't understand why not. And, it, you know, there are feelings of, 
un, you know, that things are unfair. I mean, it's and, like forced blood pressure, and I don't think anybody needs more blood pressure. The season's already kind of boiled over, you know, when you go week to week and you lose hardships and you get to the end and and you play your schedule and all of a sudden your record doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? If they're 6 and 0 and a 4 and 2 team Massey could consider that they go to the playoffs versus a 6 and 0 team that does not go to the playoffs. That right there. Is, right. That's the scenario right. we get into and it's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's right. You know, it, it's happened in the past, right? Like a five Absolutely. and one Multiple or a four times. and three or right. Three and three team gets in, but the four and ones don't get in or the five and ones right. don't get in or whatever. Right. Um, so, and I mean, you know, for what it's worth, a lot of the time, you know, as things play out, uh, you know, a lot of the time, I think the masses are right in, in terms of figuring out which teams are more competitive than others, but that doesn't make anybody feel any better at the end of it all. Right, so hopefully, hopefully I mean, it just makes yeah. you drink more. It's like going to the right. oh, you're angry, you throw it down, you're gonna go get another beer. You know, I'm just gonna just drown myself in alcohol because this is wrong, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it leaves a sour I'm not recommending that to any uh, coaches. I don't need any coaches to go into. You know, he said, go. You know, get your alcohol if you don't get into the Masties. That's not what I said. That you could go into a Heineken state, right? <laughs> and, yep. and most people have told me Heineken's crap, so <laughs> don't even mention it. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know beer, Mark, more than anybody. You're in Boston, so it would be insulting to have a Heineken in Boston. That's what I'm told. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of useless. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, Heineken I'm a is what you, you sort of like. You fall back on Heineken when you're, unsure, and you're someplace unfamiliar and you – you're not really sure of your choices, you know. Um, that's the way I look at Heineken. Yep. Sorry for all as my, cousin, my as my cousin would say, there, you but... might as well, you might as well just have a ginger ale, <laughs> right? I, you know, I go for cream soda, so you know me. I'm yeah, no, I, for the cream I, soda. Very good. You and uh, you and uh, Sweeney with the Seven uh, Eleven Slurpee, right? The slushy, or the, the Slurpee, slushy. or whatever it is. Oh, he's like uh, I met. I was in Vegas, uh, and uh, he had his little <laughs> slippery when I met him. So uh, he's obviously <laughs> attached to it. <laughs> uh, so but uh, Brian's good, and, and you know, Brian. Uh, you know, shout out to Brian since we're talking about him. Uh, Road to Canton yeah. uh, with the award. That was awesome. That was like, really uh, unexpected. But you know, shout out to Alex and and Emery and and himself and the rest of the crew at Road to Canton for. What, a, what an honor. Yeah, congratulations. That's, uh, it's, it's always nice to, you know, uh, win a prize or, you know, receive that kind of recognition for the work you're doing. And, um, you know, just like everybody else, you know, nobody's getting paid lots of money to do this. So, so the recognition is nice. So that's great. Congratulations to the Road to Canton team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, awesome. It's a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of work to try to put a show together in any environment, even even if it's on a low, you know, you would consider a low grade if you want to say that, right? It's a lot of work to put it in together and and put it in the effort, right. and especially when you're not getting paid, <laughs> it's even more work. Right. I, uh, we know we know as well as anybody. You know, we put in quite a lot oh, yeah. of work every week to get ready for the show. So you know, that's that's several hours that you know. <laughs> that you could be making money and you're not. You're doing it for the no. love of the game, you know? 
No. I mean, it's, it's just the way it is. I mean, we love the game. We love these players. We love the uh, sport. And all we want to, you know, bring attention to it. And also, hopefully, at one one point or another, you know, uh, we're going to be on that, you know, spotlight mentality where everybody knows about it. And that's, that's going to be a, a great moment. All right, uh, Mark, let's get into it right now. Internationally, uh, I mean, I was on Pumitas, supporting Sofia Vences and, and Danny Mitchie. And, uh, you know, I said Andre, uh, Andrea Romero was going to just ball out, which she did. But, hey, these Mayas, what a, what a, what a time to play your best ball in the final. And, uh, man, they, they played their best ball in the final. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was a, a, a shocker. You know, I, I was also on the Pumita strain. You know, we've been watching them all season. Um, they seemed untouchable, but for what it's worth, you know, earlier in the season, the Mayas played them pretty tough. Um, and ironically, or coincidentally, however you want to put it, uh, the score of that regular season game was also 12-6, but in favor of Pumitas. So in the championship game, the Mayas turned the tables on them. Uh, 12-6 now in favor of the Mayas. And ball control, Mark. The Mayas understood ball control and time of possession, and that was their key to yep. their win. They didn't make many mistakes, but they did run. You know, they did control the clock, and uh, that's where um, Pumitas did not. And so, you know, there's the edge. So Mayas, I mean, I, I would consider it somewhat of an upset, right? Since uh, the Pumas were uh, would, Pumitas yeah. were on the road all, all year, this is a big upset. Yeah, I, I would say I would call it an upset, but they definitely played like champions. Like you said, you know, uh, they controlled the ball and they they kept the Pumitas to one score. That's that's the best case scenario for any team that faces the Pumitas. And yeah, they played like champions. They rocked it. All right. Um, like I said, uh, you know, our girls, our no joke football athletes, uh, did not get the win, but you know, shout out to them for their efforts and putting up a good fight. Uh, so the champions, Mayas football femenil, they are the eleventh. 2022 champions in FXF Mexico. All right. Uh, you get the coverage right there at the hub, courtesy of Las Parrielas MX. Uh, Mark, over in Spain, the 99 championship final happened, and obviously it was live streamed there. You can get it to watch it as well. Uh, Barbera rookies uh, edge Barcelona. It was basically a battle of three teams, but, you know, the top two teams basically finished to where they're at. So 31 to 8. Uh, you know, shout out to Monica Rafikas for the MVP award, uh, but no surprise that obviously Barbera won the championship. Uh, yeah, they were a very strong team. Uh, congratulations to the rookies. I, 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 as I quipped once before, you know, it's ironic to call them rookies because they definitely are playing like veterans out there. And then we also have action overseas in the UK. Check it out right there. The NWFL action as well. We, uh, we had week two action. Um, we had a courtesy of Sports Attack. Uh, also, uh, Sanwell, uh, Sanwell versus Leicester, uh, 28-0, uh, I believe. That was the, the victory there. And then the, the recap of everything that's happening there. So you guys check it out right there. Uh, you can follow Sports Tank. That's the uh, uh, network partner that's covering the NWFL exclusively all season. So thanks to them for keeping up with everything that's happening in the U.K., which is really cool. And then uh, over in the WWCFL, Mark, um, Lethbridge uh, falls to Edmonton, 
week three, that was the only game on the, on the docket for Canada. Uh, so interesting, uh, good win by Edmonton. Uh, and uh, obviously Lethbridge, not the, not the good win there. But uh, it's going to start heating up here in the last couple, uh, what, two, three weeks left in the WCFL. It's going to be, I think it's a five-week season, right? Six weeks? Five-week season. I think it's yeah, five I weeks. Yeah, I think it's six weeks. Yeah, six weeks. Yeah, so uh, interesting to see how week four is going to, you know, start to separate everybody in terms of the playoffs. Um, Saskatoon, obviously, the top dog there uh, in, in terms of uh, of the league. And you also have uh, Reg- uh, Regina. And then uh, Manitoba has surprised early on this season. So we'll see if they can keep their momentum going. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I missed uh, last week's game, so I'm going to have to get to the hub to uh, get caught up and get ready for next week because, as you say, things are heating up there. So i got to get to the hub. you got to get to the hub. Uh, Mark, Utah Girls uh, Football League, the uh, varsity and the junior championships happen in a college football stadium, which is really awesome. So shout-out to Chris Sacco and Sam Gordon uh, via Under Armour for that opportunity for those girls to spotlight themselves in, uh, I believe, in Utah at at the college stadium. That was really awesome. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, I don't think we could have imagined that like just five years ago, you know? So a remarkable, a remarkable achievement and uh, quite a milestone. It was really awesome. Um, and I think, it, you know, it's, it's come full circle. Uh, this league's almost six years old now. And so uh, it's kind of a staple league. And we do cover it uh, in terms of the youth scene. And that's one of the biggest leagues we cover besides uh, Manitoba up north, the Manitoba uh, uh, Girls Football League Association, which is the the original one that started this you know type of program as well. So check it out right there at the hub. All right, uh, what else international? Uh, Sweden, uh, Orebro rebounds and they get their win, Mark, against uh, Gothenburg. So you you said it last podcast, big test for uh, Marvels, and uh, obviously <laughs> they did not uh, get up to par here because they get shut out. Yeah, it, yeah, it was very, very decisive. Let's say it was very decisive, 52 to 0. Um, and the Black Knights have, have shown that, they're, that they are, you know, they're the real deal. Uh, the Marvels now have a loss, pretty bad one on their record, even though they have three wins in the, in the win column. Um, I think it's pretty clear that um, over the course of the season, we can expect to see the Black Knights uh, closer to the top of the uh, of the standings, and the Marvels, you know, maybe somewhere closer to the middle. All right, we're going to keep tabs on AFBD in terms of D2 in Germany. There's a couple scores there: Anshin Vampires 46 to zero against Molchem Shamrock. We also had, I believe, uh, Cologne Falconets winning their matchup as well. So we'll keep tabs on AFBD uh, week to week and see how the season unfolds there. And then, obviously, we're going to be keeping tabs on the main league, uh, the main uh, top top league tier. Uh, once the, uh, you know, the Berlin Cobras kick off, we'll, we'll keep tabs on that. Don't forget, you guys, uh, 17 days till kickoff for X League. So you guys can uh, check it out as well. WFL, uh, we just talked to Marissa Aramillo at the, at the beginning of the hour in the interview in Spanish. Uh, WFL will kick off here on the 28th. Uh, well in their season in Mexico for the uh, Pet League as well. Uh, cool story uh, on YouTube. Uh, it was spotlighting, I believe, the Nevada Storm 
So it was a small city dynasty. It was done pretty nicely there, so you guys can check it out right there. Click the link on the YouTube channel. Um, see here, WFA. Uh, we have, oh, results. Uh, recap week two of the Finland Maple League, uh, Mark. So Wolverines uh, kind of impressive now with uh, Nick Kander back in, in action, the Arn back in action. Um, interesting, interesting that they are basically starting to separate themselves, and they're being the team, the team that everybody's going to probably have to beat at this, at this point. So interesting how the Wolverines and Bouncers continue uh, without a loss so far in the early season of the Maple League. Yeah, that's right. They're both two and zero. The Wolverines rolled up a very big win over the Lionesses uh, this past week, and uh, the McKelly Bouncers uh, got. Uh, one over on the Saints uh, in a fairly closer matchup, 27-14. But, uh, yeah, as you say, um, um, even just two weeks into the season, we're starting to see some trends here. It's, it is a very long season, though. Um, we've got eight more weeks to, to uh, go, and I suppose anything can happen. But it is it does seem very clear now, certainly that the Wolverines are – are kind of back to their their um, their usual ways. Well, we got to give a shout out to Pia Kosinen. Um, she obviously is the longest running quarterback in in terms of the Wolverines women's side. So shout out to her, uh, record breaking as well. Um, so she's you know put up a lot of yards as well. And so uh, shout out to her for you know the commitment she's made to the team. Uh, Eighty-two to six, Mark. That's tough. Thirty-six to six at halftime. Dad, <laughs> what do you say to your squad at, at halftime, right? <laughs> You're just getting your ass right. kicked. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it only got worse after that. So um, so that's rough. Um, it, you know, definitely a mismatch. But, you know, what can you do? Um, just, you know, try and do better next time. And, and you know, in your next game, you know, just try and uh, um, to have a different result. What can you do? Oh, yeah. Um Trojans rebound. Obviously, they rebound. Leah Kozla is back. <laughs> so they, the run game was stable, and she's a big X factor. Uh, so they take care of business, 32-20 to 20 against uh, West Coast Phoenix. So uh, Turku obviously gets, gets the win here and rebounds after that loss in the, in, in the, last, in the first week of the season. So uh, interesting to see that. You get the recap right there at the hub, uh, courtesy of the American Football Finland website. So check it out right there with stats, and it happens in Yankee football, right? So Yankee women's football, you get the coverage right there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see here. Um, where else we got? Uh, we got uh, actual still photos and uh, a cool snapshots of the NWFL um, week. So thanks to Jody Davis Sport Photography. Thank you to Charles uh, Gary um, Gary Charles as well, and David Robertson for all the still photos from the British American Football League NWFL action that's happening overseas as well, and all sports photography as well. All right, so pretty cool photos, Mark. Uh, thanks to all those guys, all the photographers that are, you know, doing their part to spotlight the women's game over in the U.K., and there's a, a lot of, uh, there's like almost five of them. So we, we really appreciate them um, so we can share those. Yeah, there's no shortage of photos, and, and that's great. That isn't always the case. So if you get to the hub, uh, you will you will get all kinds of photos. You'll be able to see what things are like in the other countries. Um, it, it's just great. Get to the hub, Bub. 
All right, uh, Mark, uh, let's dive into the WFA here. Let's just dive into it here. Right. Um, most, of it. It, most of the, everything is happening. Uh, D3 primarily, uh, we're looking at Grand Rapids number one. As I said earlier at the last hour, uh, this is what you call a mess because <laughs> there's like so many teams on the East Coast and there's only like two teams on the West Coast, <laughs> it's like Capital and, uh, and Arizona. But everybody else on the yeah. East Coast is like – it's like a total dogfight. I don't know. That's just yep. weird. It, yeah, I guess it's kind of, it's kind of unusual. Um, I don't think we typically see that. We usually see something that's at least a little more balanced, but it is, it is very sort of concerning to see, you know, all, you know, all these uh, East coast teams like crowding the top of the, um, of the, the Massey ratings. Um and so you know that they're good teams, and, like, a lot of these teams are going to get left out just because the bracket, you know, there's there's four on the east side and there's four on the west side. Um, you know, I think the fourth, uh, the right now, um, the, the fourth seed on the west is, like, something like it's way down the list. It's, like, 15 or, or you know, 16. So... <laughs> And it's just wild. This is completely wild. All right. If we see Kern County make the playoffs, then we got to really start talking about how this is screwed up. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. They're in a number five position. Like, and with another week to play, who knows what could happen? I mean, that's pretty crazy. They're ranked 17. How can they be ranked 17? Right. Forfeited. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. I can't understand it's the wild. math. That's all I'm saying. I, I wasn't ever good at math, and this is worse because I can't even clarify <laughs> this at all. You know what I mean? You know, I don't know what clarity we're going to get from one more week of games because then you just take, you have to wait another few days for the Massies to come out, right? Um, everybody I mean, everybody who's throw, fighting to just win might the might game. Just throw names in a hat, Mark. Just throw names in a hat. Just pull it out of that. Yay! It's like the NBA draft, <laughs> the lottery draft. Just the lottery draft. Just throw everybody in there, see who comes out, and you know, there's your eight that need to go to the playoffs. It's all fair, right? Because it was all swatched and mixed in into the bowl. There was no bias. <laughs> the numbers didn't really affect you. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on here. Um, it's Grand Rapids, <laughs> OKC. There's what knockout at undefeated. Uh, then you got Arizona five and one. You got Orlando sneaking in right there at three and one. Capital Pioneers five and zero. Oh. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of teams three and three that might sneak in, and a couple right. of teams that are three and two that kind of deal. Um, yeah. But I'm going to say right now, let's just be official about it, Mark. Someone will be disappointed with a good record. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. There's no, there's no doubt about it. You're going to be throwing um, stuff to the TV, people. You're going to literally be throwing stuff to the TV once that's announced or to the laptop. Somebody's going to break a screen. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. Yeah, there's definitely not... going to be, you know, you know one-loss teams that aren't getting in, uh, maybe even an undefeated team. You know, I, I – hate to think of it, but it looks like, you know, uh, it's a possibility. Crazy. Uh, Mark, we don't want to be right, but 
Sometimes right. they just, you know, we come out to be right. And so uh, let's cross your fingers here. Hopefully the team that doesn't make the playoffs is not a Virginia, Oklahoma, Grand Rapids, or New York knockout. <laughs> don't just don't check that <laughs> on the East, right? Let's just, hopefully that's not one of them. Because uh, I will tell you right now, if, if I was their owner, I would be appealing <laughs> big time. Right. Like, I, I would have everything prepped right <laughs> right all ahead of time. <laughs> it's like so you can send it out two minutes after the Massey's come out. Big uh, oh, I'm man, pretty sure crazy. we're joking, but I'm pretty sure that's what's happening right now. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure these teams are, like you said, they've already formatted it to the point where they're just waiting <laughs> for that how's it comes out. It's going officially to Lisa King and Jeff King, right? This is like going right into their inbox. <laughs> Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Go get a beer before this whole thing happens. Just make sure you're not drunk. <laughs> so fully right. drunk. <laughs> make sure you're sober somewhat. Oh, somewhat. Ben and Jerry's for everybody. Ben and Jerry's for everybody. Just cool now down. Now you're talking. Right? Now ben and Jerry's talking. for everybody. We're good. All right, so D3's yep. a We're... mess. <laughs> Officially, it's what our analysis is right here. <laughs> not that we want to be rude or anything. But it, yeah, it is but, the truth. I, you know, but whoever gets in, I think we're going to see something pretty good as far as the playoff goes. So there is that. Oh, right. Hey, you know what? We we need content, Mark. You know, of all people, we need content. So it gives us something to talk about on Tuesday. It's going to be nice to talk about on Tuesday. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. All right, uh, Mark. It, D2, somewhat uh, a lot better. Okay, all right. Uh, we got, you know, uh, mile-high energy on the west, two two teams. You got New York, Nebraska on the east, uh, Austin, Baltimore. You know, there's a west. And, and then there's Derby and Columbus. Okay, which, it's not so bad. Uh, so, you know, top eight teams right now, Columbus, Derby, Baltimore, Austin, Nebraska, uh, Wolves, hot, uh, Houston Energy, and Mile. Let, let's just be clear here because the salty one, We'll mention it more than once, and I'll just be clear. She did say her team was going to be relevant in D2, and her her squad was badass. And then so far they're 3-2, right. and they have been very competitive. So let's just give Mac that. No cheese, Mac, but, yes, we'll give you that. You know, top in the top five in D2, sitting at number four. So she she was right. There you go. Yeah, and I, I mean, if she was here, you know she'd be just telling us, over and over and over and over. So, uh, right? I mean, we hear it on our message board already. So it's, now yeah. we just have to hear it live, you know, when uh-huh. she comes on. But all, it's all that's love, why Mac. that's it's all love. Just go, just go that, eat. That's just why go she's eat, the uh, And, Mark, you know what? what? Based on the sack total that she's getting right now, I don't think they're feeding her. They're actually starving her. And she's pissed off every game day almost. She's getting angry. She, yeah, she's she's – She's got a feast on the field, man, because they're they're holding back the Snickers, man. They're they're not allowing the Snickers in the locker room. Just brutal. But uh, shout out to Mac and the Nebraska Valkyries for uh, an awesome season so far. And they beat Iowa twice, Mark. That's impressive alone, yeah, right there. That is twice yeah. they beat Iowa. That's definitely that's definitely to their credit, and that has a lot to do with their you know their their ranking here. I mean, that's an impressive win right there. Um, Mark, what do you say of Smith? Uh, I mean, I've known her for a long time. I've interviewed her several times, uh, you know, entrepreneur. Uh, what a milestone. What a, what a 
an, an achievement for her, all-world wide receiver, multi-time Olympic champion, and now the WFA all-time receiving yards leader. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, these are the things that, you know, you gotta you got to announce when they happen because they just don't happen that often, right? Um, and I think in the history of the game, most of the time people don't know that it happens when it happens. Like when uh, Jeanette Gray, um, another like all-world great wide receiver from the Chicago Force, uh, she was the previous record holder, but I'm not sure that anybody knew that she held that, she held that record. Um, sadly, uh, records like that aren't really kept very well um, in the stats package uh, deployed by the WFA, and uh, they're hard to they're kind of hard to look up. Um, so, you know, there had to be a lot of calculation, right? We had to calculate Adrian's yards, uh, um, Jay Gray's yards, and so so we figured out basically who the um, you know all the top uh, uh, receivers were in the WFA in terms of receiving yards. And uh, then it was just a matter of, of seeing if uh, Adrian could catch up because she was close. And, um, and yes, yeah, she broke, she, she surpassed Jay Gray uh, this past Saturday when the Boston Renegades played the DC Divas. Um, it was a nice little five yard touchdown pass and she broke the record. Um, it's a, uh, uh, commemorated on the game video, uh, the um, the uh, booth announcer and the broadcast announcers uh, were notified ahead of time that that Adrian might be breaking this this uh, all time WFA record that day, and she did. So um, it really went off pretty well, and uh, it's kept me busy because I've had to do a lot of writing for uh, the Renegades website and press releases and stuff like that. So. Um, but it, it is it is a remarkable achievement. It's one that takes years, right? Um, yeah, she's, she's been, been in so the league for... for a long time, and she's been been durable for a long time. And uh, you yep. know, she's she's awesome. She's an awesome individual, a human as well. She's a great uh, ambassador of our sport. Team Milk also ambassador, um, and an entrepreneur, you know, as well. So you know, shout out to her and her achievement. Um, she's a very deserving of it. Um, and she's done a great uh, – a lot of laboring, Mark, right? A lot of laboring and a lot of travel, New York to Boston, a lot. Sacrificed oh, by her. Yeah. I mean, she spent so much time on the uh, the Bolt bus uh, back and forth from New York City to Boston um, to be able to continue playing football. And, um, you know, it definitely helps to have a great quarterback like Cahill um, throwing, the, throwing the brick to you. So um, it 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 all adds up in the end, and uh, it's a great yeah, achievement. It, it was awesome. So you guys get to watch the video that Mark's talking about there, FTF Sports uh, coverage right there. Luis Sanchez on the call, and uh, the great Adrian Smith, now the WFA all-time receiving yards record holder. And more yards to come, Mark, right? More yards to come uh, from yep. a couple more seasons probably. Yeah, yeah, you know, I hope so. Uh, I haven't heard anything, any indication that uh, anybody is retiring anytime soon. So, um, no. so hopefully, there's more to come. Yeah, more to come. All right. Um, 
let's finish up D1 here so we get into the WNFC. So D1, Boston already in the books. Uh, they are probably the number one seed, and Massey will not screw that up. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, yep. Arlington, right, a five and one. And what do you say of Arlington? Surpri- surprising, surprising, right? Stay on track. Uh, even Brian Wiggins here from uh, our podcast, if you missed it, Brian Wiggins of the Houston Energy said, hey, this, this uh, Arlington squad and, and organization has elevated their game in the last two or three seasons, and he's obviously seen that because they've had competitive battles with the Houston Energy. So there you are, Arlington number two uh, on, on top right now. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Coach Wiggins isn't wrong, and and I think we've seen that um, in, you know, following the impact that they have up their game over the last few seasons. And uh, this season, you know, the, the only loss they have on the books is to uh, Minnesota. And, um, you know, that's nothing to be ashamed about. Um, the impact is definitely taking care of their business. And it's been quite interesting in the West. You know, there are no undefeated teams in the West. So that makes it very interesting, you know. And as, as it so happens, Arlington is now, you know, the top seed uh, in the American Conference. So uh, there's one more week to play. Arlington doesn't have a game. But we'll, we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in this final week of um, the WFA regular season and see if Arlington can hold on to their that, that playoff seed. All right, so, uh, Mark, the Nevada Storm does not have an opponent for this week. Basically a forfeit. They're going to have a scrimmage, somewhat of a scrimmage. Uh, there's there's their season. So now they're waiting for their seeding. Cali War five and one. Uh, obviously two impressive victories against uh, Nevada. The, tw- the twenty to twelve last, this past weekend, and obviously their their fifty four to fifty two or so win in, at home. So uh, you know Cali War obviously third ranked right now in terms of the Masseys. Uh, Minnesota crucial game against St. Louis this week, Mark. I think this is more of a must win for Minnesota. Uh, given that St. Louis is almost eighth, they could bump themselves up at four and two if they win, and they would be they would take uh, Minnesota three and three, potentially maybe, you know, uh, at that point missing. Uh, I wouldn't say miss the playoffs, but they obviously their chances are going to be a lot harder. Uh, right. I mean, I, I feel like uh, St. Louis is kind of surging right now which is you know in turn in turn that's really good to be entering the playoffs and you're starting to get momentum and starting to play your your best football so um you know with with one week left there um you know it's hard it's hard to say um how far up the chain st louis can 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 go but you know i i definitely feel like they're yeah they're they're a threat that cannot you know you, you you can't dismiss them, all right. Everybody's surprised by Arlington, all right. Cali had like this amazing explosive performance against um, Nevada and then uh, beat them again in a second time. So I, like that's impressive, and it's it's easy to get distracted and not take notice of what St. Louis is is kind of doing right now. It's going to be tough to see uh, where D.C. lands at this point, uh, get, going up against Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh with George, very efficient. Uh, D.C. is a struggle so far, uh, two and three. If they go two and four, uh, they basically get a a playoff 
birth by default, which is kind of weird on the East Coast in that sense, right? Uh, to get in there even at two, even at two and three or two and four. Uh, but given Pittsburgh's in the mix, maybe that'll change. Detroit is amping up their game. She just said about, you know, St. Louis. They're coming on strong. They just beat Pittsburgh this past week. So uh, we're going to keep tabs on the pro division matchups. This coming week, I believe the main game is going to be Minnesota-St. Louis, right, Mark? That's the one we got to keep an eye on for the most part. Uh, I mean, St. Louis is going to be playing Derby City this week. Um, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm misreading it. Yeah, no, St. Louis um, and Minnesota played last week, and, and St. Louis uh, pulled off the win. Uh, it's, I think it's becoming pretty clear that, you know, Minnesota without Cooper is – um, they haven't quite figured out how to um, kind of replace those yards. So that was a very big win. And so um, Minnesota will be facing Minnesota will be facing Nebraska. Um, so I mean, still these are crucial games in the final week of the season. It almost doesn't matter who your opponent is. Um, but you know, with St. Louis facing uh, Derby City, who is a pretty tough team. They could get that, you know, that massive bump that we we talk about, um, given the strength of uh, competition. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be a kind of an interesting week. I don't know what the game of the week is going to be, but I'm I'm assuming it'll probably be Pittsburgh DC for the for the fans. I'm assuming that'll probably be the game of the week. I haven't seen the announcement yet, but pretty sure that's going to be yeah, the game no. of the week. I think that makes the most sense. I mean, historically, uh, they've had amazing games, Pittsburgh and D.C. Um, mm-hmm. And right now, you know, they're, they're really fighting for, um, you know, position. Pittsburgh's coming off a loss to Detroit, which was kind of surprising to some people. Um, D.C., you know, their record um, it is, um, you know, they're, fa- they're falling down the ratings. And they want to you know, want to stop that so that they can ensure themselves a um, you know a good playoff spot. Um, it's it's almost it's inconceivable to think that DC might not make the playoffs if they take a big loss to Pittsburgh. But I I reckon it's possible you know because Detroit is kind of they're looming right they're out of playoff position right now. But like um, you know. With one week left, uh, a battle between Pittsburgh and D.C., you know, it it could definitely have a positive outcome for Detroit here. Yeah, and it could give them a lift, especially with the Masseys, uh, with the strength of schedule and the competition. So that's the picture in the WFA. Go to WFAProFootball.com. Get the low down there. We're anticipating, like we said, we're actually cringing uh, for the D3 playoff <laughs> formats. So... We'll keep tabs on that when it comes out. We're going to be cringing with them anyways, right, Mark? When it comes out, we're like, what? what? We're going to be on that on Honestly, Tuesday. So. It, it, it's kind of the, you know, when you look back on it, it's kind of the fun thing of following women's football. It is. In the moment, maybe it's not so great for everybody, but it, it's just like, you know, I don't know. It, it's an annual ritual, right? <laughs> just waiting for it the Masters to ritual. come out. It's like a, tr- a stress test. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. It's going to take a little bit. Calm down. It won't be a painful or anything. No, yeah, right. All right. Um, so check it out, com. Get the standings right there. Uh, we'll figure out once the Masseys are 
you know, done with, which is week eight. Once week eight is completed, then we're going to obviously, hopefully we'll get the announcement from the WFA in terms of what the brackets look like. And then we will see the unveil of D3 in terms of who makes it and who doesn't make it. So uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, we have another, what, two weeks to figure that out probably. Uh, all right. Um, let's go to week eight in the WNFC, Mark. Uh, Alabama gets the job done. We said they, they could not slide here. Florida, not much of a challenge. Um, so Alabama, probably angry for losing to Texas Elite Spartans and that one play that they screwed up and they probably could have taken them to overtime and maybe given the Spartans their blemish of the year. But uh, you know what? Uh, K. Mitchell and company, they're ready defensive-wise. That's what I'm hearing. Everybody on social media, they're ready. Uh, they are ready to roll and looking forward to it. Uh, Texas Elite, 21-3. to Shout-out to the Kansas City defense, Mark. What a job there. Um, I mean, they, they held the Spartans to 21 points the whole game. So, you know, shout-out to them. Yeah, that was that was pretty impressive defensive uh, performance. And, you know, we've learned over the course of the season that Kansas City's defense is pretty darn good. Um, uh, it gives them a chance to win. Uh, every game, right? And when you think about the the Texas Spartans, you think, well, you know, if we can hold them to 21 points, you know, maybe we've got a shot at this. So, um, um, yeah, absolutely. It was a great job by them. Unfortunately, their offense couldn't generate uh, enough points to, to really make it close. But, you know, it's, it was definitely an impressive performance by the, the Glory defense. Now, the game that I was watching was Utah, Oregon, somewhat disappointed, but also at the same time very excited because uh, it isn't uh, Holly Custis' last game, as we thought maybe it could be, but uh, she gets to play in the playoffs. So shout out to Holly Custis for, you know, getting that win against Oregon on the road. Yeah, I I definitely was favoring the Falcons. Um, I I honestly did not expect that it would be – um, you know, such a decisive win as 37 to zero. Um, you know, I was thinking it would probably be a closer game and, you know, hoping that it would be a more competitive game, but the Falcons definitely just took care of business. Let's just put it that way. And, um, so, and that's good for them heading into the playoffs, you know, um, feeling like they have some momentum to carry them and, and we'll see what happens, um, once that playoff game starts. I know Oregon was short, short-handed. Uh, you know, they obviously had injuries, so that's also a big factor. And then Verdu, uh, uh, um, what's her name? Uh, the, the running back, uh, Verdu, also went down again. So there was a big factor there. So there's a lot of injuries on the other side that obviously contributed not to a a solid ending uh, season and performance. So 37-0, Utah gets the win. Then uh, Vegas, obviously, no, uh, no doubt there. But, you know, shout-out to the Phoenix Prowlers for keeping it close. And for putting up, a, a, you know, the last game of the season, and they really showed, you know, that they could obviously play a little gritty football, 17-6 to against the Silver Stars. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, if you're on the Phoenix Prowlers, I mean, this was, this was the closest game you had this season, I believe. And, you know, what a good way to, like, finish up the season, even though you didn't get, you know, uh, get the dub. You know, it, it was close, so they must have been playing with some heart out there. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't really know, um, what it's like from the other side, if you're the silver stars, how you're feeling, um, 
you know, I, I don't know if they kind of mailed it in um, um, or if there's any problems or injuries. So it may, does make me ask a few questions. Yeah, I don't know if they even started everybody. That's my question, too, because it seemed like they were just maybe second strings or giving other people some, some time. But uh, overall, they did pull the win out, 17-6. to six. Uh, And then you also had uh, the Bandits uh, finally putting up a uh, 36-burger against Seattle. But technically, I don't know, Mark, not that impressive because Seattle has given up a lot of points all season. So. Well, I mean, 36 is, uh, you know, a lot more than 7 or 9 or, you know, 12. So um, I think it's, you know, I definitely think it was a good kind of game for the Bandits to have uh, for their last game of the season. You know, um, no offense, but, like, it was, you know, kind of an easy win for them. Um, So they could, you know – take the opportunity to to work out some some kinks, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. The rest of the scores were kind of – we anticipated last week. We said it, right, Mark? Uh, we said all – this week eight was just going to be a disaster in terms of blowouts, and, and it's what it was all the way all the way from the WFC. I mean, the score the scoring was all blowouts, right? Top teams just completely demolishing the lower the lower tier teams and the mid tier lower tier teams and no different uh, Phoenix sixty three to zero against Philly uh, twenty nine to zero San Diego against Los Angeles so uh, that finishes the season there uh, seventy to seven against you know Alabama Florida so uh, I mean uh, surprising was Kansas City holding the Spartans to twenty one and then obviously the Prowlers surprising that uh, you know they held the, the Silver Stars to seventeen. Uh, the Panthers obviously took care of business just a little too late, I think. Um, if they would have uh, maybe won one or two games in the season, they wouldn't have dropped to Kansas City. You know, we would be talking to them about maybe a different scenario in terms of a playoff spot, but they did not make it. So let's dive into the unveil, Mark, that was done for the WNFC this week. So uh, the league rankings, number one ranked Texas Elite Spartans. That was from the w- w- uh, WFRC and the coaching's rank. Number two, San Diego Rebellion. Number three, Atlanta Phoenix. Denver gets the four nod. Alabama gets the fifth nod. Las Vegas at six. Kansas City at seven. And Washington at eight. That was the ranking. The actual unveil of the playoff uh, seedings was one of those discussions we had before, right? Uh, based on strength of schedule, did Alabama was, was Alabama more deserving of the Washington prodigy my thing was, yes, because of strength of schedule and competition, uh, Alabama had faced, obviously, Atlanta more than once. Uh, Texas also they faced. So I think uh, in that sense, they got it right. Uh, if you're the prodigy, uh, based on record, uh, you're not happy with that. No, and, you know, this is, you know, the second year in a row now that the prodigy has just been edged out of the playoffs. So uh, I know they must be feeling very, very disappointed. It really seemed like they were going to get in this year. But, um, you know, as you said, like, they didn't perform very well uh, facing the Spartans. And and I I think that kind of tainted some people's image of them. They had been playing very, very well, very dominant uh, before that game. And I think people had very high hopes. Um, that they would see 
a competitive game between Washington and Texas, and it didn't happen. And I, I think that kind of soured a lot of people um, on the prodigy, and they started looking elsewhere for another team that they thought might be better competition. And then credit uh, credit the uh, the Alabama Fire. You know, they they almost beat Texas Elite Spartans, right? Almost beat them. They could have taken them to overtime, and a very competitive game for them. Uh, they were obviously uh, competitive against Atlanta as well uh, on the ball uh, with one of the two games. So there was a lot of pluses for Alabama to, to get the nod, um, and, and they do get the nod. Ultimately, the unveil was that, and they do get the nod. So, Mark, uh, the Spartans, Kansas City, you just saw the Spartans. You held them to 21 points. This is a totally different animal. Laura Crouching Company, I, I, I think if you're going to beat Texas, uh, on a defensive end of things, you have to keep that same energy going. Offensively, can this uh, glory offense show out? That is the question because we already know what the Spartans can do. Can this Lauren Crouch offensive line continue to score and score equally to a Spartan uh, output? And I don't think they have it. Yeah, I mean – they they have to ball out on offense if they're going to have any shot whatsoever of you know beating Texas. Somebody somebody on that offense has to take control of the game. They need to take over and be dominant. And I don't know if that's you know Lauren Crouch. I, I don't know if that means you know throwing the football. Um, um, you know I don't know if it's Jada Humphrey. I mean, I think, I think if you're Kansas City, you want to, con- you know, you want to control that ball. So getting the running game going uh, seems like a logical way to do it. But it seems to me that, that that's where Texas is the strongest is in their run defense. Um, you know, not that their pass defense is easy to get around by any means, but um, you know, I, I I just feel like someone on uh, Kansas City's offense has to be the main focus. They they need someone to step up. I agree with that. So that's their only shot. Otherwise, they go home, in and out. They go in and out. And this is an upset mentality. If you're if you're the Kansas City Glory uh, offense, this is your biggest moment against the elite team in the WNFC. This is it right here. I don't know how much more hype can you get, right? This is this is it. You get the shot if you can Take down the juggernaut, right? David and Goliath is the matchup right here. And you've already seen them last week, and you were able to held them to 21 points. But you know what, uh, Mark? Somebody sent me a message, and I don't think Jenkins has thrown everything at, you know, the kitchen sink out yet because that is going to be the scary part for the glory because I don't think he's yeah, he put sure. everybody out there. Uh, no doubt. Right? Uh, well, I, I'm all – yeah, I, I, I definitely feel like – you know, Texas hasn't shown everything that they've got yet. I also don't think that they expect to need to show it here against Kansas City. If right, I think Jarborough they're probably back, saving that up. If you get Jarborough back next week, say goodbye to Kansas City early and often. That's brutal. That would be yeah. like bringing out the big show from the WWE. Hey, how's it going? Here we go. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's just back like the sending mouth. the cannonball. Just like tackle the cannonball, you know. 
So let's let's um, hope that's not the surprise that they're going to give us on on that on that one matchup. Um, Atlanta, Alabama. This is Alabama's moment. I don't, you know, Atlanta's played well. Everything's good. This is going to be Alabama's moment, right? Because Alabama, one point away from beating the Spartans in the regular season, can Alabama elevate their game defensively? I think they got it. Offensively, they got it. They got to show up like they normally do. And Atlanta is is just just trending up upwards in terms of offense. Uh, this is going to be a great clash. Yeah, this will be a great clash. I, I am definitely feeling it. Um, you know, these teams are very familiar with each other. They faced each other twice in a regular season. Um, they've just kind of been natural opponents um, for, you know, for as long as the teams have kind of been around. Um, and so this is going to be their third clash this season. Uh, they say it's very hard to beat uh, the same team three times in one season. So, um so we know, you know, we all know what the task is. We know what the the deal is. If you're on the Atlanta Phoenix, right? And that's just to like make history repeat itself. Uh, they played them twice, uh, beat them twice, and they just want to, you know, they just want to hit replay and do all the same things that they did in those other games, and um, they'll probably be all right. Uh, Alabama has to change things up a little bit. Um, they can't take the same approach that they've taken against the Phoenix in these two games. They didn't score any points. Now, uh, things are a little different right now because they kind of have gotten their offense going again in some of the other games, in all of the other games that they played other than uh, against Phoenix. So, you know, they got to bring that. They know they can do it. they got to make it happen in this game against this opponent. Interesting. So, San Diego... Uh, was anticipating somebody else probably, but they get Utah. This is, uh, I think, Galica's moment. This is this is the Utah D moment. Uh, this is the moment Utah wants to get revenge. And what way to get revenge is to take down the undefeated rebellion? Yeah, I mean, very similar to the situation that Kansas City is in. Y- Utah is in this position of, of facing the top team first. And, you know, when you look at it, just like with Kansas City, if you can just get past this hump, your chances of going to the final actually look, you know, pretty darn good. Like, you're not going to say no, all right? They played, you know, a couple very close games against Denver, if that happens to be their opponent. Um, you know, yeah. I, they, they, you know, they're very familiar with Las Vegas, if that happens to be their opponent, like, they, you know, they they have stuff to work with there if they can get past San Diego. So you're right, this is their moment, um, and you know they're coming off a big win. Uh, you know, uh, scoring has been kind of uh, a challenge for the Phoenix this year. Their defense has always seemed pretty stout. So if they can get a repeat kind of performance uh, from their defense um, and like just slowing down. Uh, the rebellion, and then they can keep their offense firing, then, you know, they might have a shot at it. All right, Mark, we have five minutes. Let's uh, finish up here. This is the matchup we wanted. Uh, Denver, are you for real? Because Dion Lee and Vegas will have will have you prove it. This is it. Tagalow and company, are you for real? The record is 
zero zero. That's what Dion's looking at. And Las Vegas Silver Stars, they're looking to move on, Mark. They really want that the next move. So Denver, uh, this is it. This is, I, I think it's a bigger test for Denver than anything else. Yeah, you might be right about that. Um, you know, the Silver Stars were so close last year to um, getting past San Diego, and it just it didn't happen. And I feel like they would definitely think it was a, a step backward if they didn't make it to the conference final. But, you know, they've lost to the Bandits already once this season, and Denver is very tough, especially on defense. Um uh, this is going to be a this is going to be a great clash. Um, you know, neither team can be thinking about the next week, right? They really have to stay focused on the competition that's right in front of them because it's no gimme for either side. This is going to be a, a d- defensive win uh, on either side because offensively, uh, the def- the offenses are not that you know stout and they're not that good overall. They struggle with uh, turnovers. They struggle with penalties and all that other stuff. So it, it, this game is going to be won with the defensive play. It's going to be won on the, in the trenches with defense. Um, who moves on, like you said, is going to be the key here. But what a great matchup. Uh, all exciting matchups. Looking forward to this. Uh, it's going to be June uh, 9th through the 11th. And uh, it's going to be over in the Pacific uh, Conference Championships in San Diego. The other one's going to be in Neptune Beach in Jacksonville. Uh, so I'm, I'm just excited to see that. We're going to be talking about that more in the next uh, two weeks until we get to the playoff state. We'll dive into some of the stats and some of the players that are going to keep key pieces for each matchup. But, uh, Mark, uh, exciting here. The West is going to be a dogfight. Everybody hates each other in the West, uh, not, not so much on the East. I think everybody's looking to take down Texas. That's the, the theory there. But in the West, uh, uh-huh. everybody knows each other, and, and everybody just – you know, they're, they're scrappy. They, they want to get here. And to take down San Diego, yeah. Utah really needs to grind really hard. Yeah, I mean, I think these games are going to be like dogfights. Uh, everybody's going to be fighting and scratching so hard um, to get that win and, and move on. So I am looking forward to it. It's going to be, I'll be honest, it's going to be hard to wait. <laughs> it's going to be hard to wait these couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just going to be hard to wait. Uh, we'll dive into... Uh, the, the matchups as they come up for the next uh, what next weekend, we'll dive into more of the numbers, more of the quarterback, the stats for the WNFC matchups, kind of break it down. Uh, you can watch all the games on Vire Sports app, Vire Sports Network, go back and replay every week, week one through week eight, also the last season as well. So uh, easy access right there. So Vire Sports uh, app right there, WNFCfootball.com. Get all the details right there in terms of the events for the playoffs. All right, Mark, I think that's pretty awesome. Thanks to uh, uh, Marissa Jaramillo of the WFL uh, Big Queen Saltillo coming in here, Eden Messimer of the WFA Knockout. So uh, looking forward to next week, Mark, as we dive in more to the numbers and the stats for each team, especially in the WNFC, and then we'll break down the WFA in terms of what the D3 is going to look like. So thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. My pleasure, Oscar. Have a good night. Have a good night. Fightlight is the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy-to-play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.